Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, May 20th, kicking it off with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. First off, our IL placements. Second baseman Jorge Polanco of the Twins was placed on the 10-day IL with a strained left hamstring. Polanco started the year on the IL and will once again face a stint on the injured list. He was hitting well before the injury, so the Twins will definitely miss him. Second baseman Edouard Julien was recalled from the minors to replace him at the keystone position. The team's number four prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, batted just 222 with a couple homers in his brief cup of coffee earlier this year, but he returned to his success in the minors with four dingers and three steals in 31 games played. Julien will need to carry over his patience from the minors to facilitate success in the majors because that was the big thing that really made him one of the top prospects in baseball. Starting pitcher Julio Urias of the Dodgers was placed on the 15-day IL with a strained left hamstring. Urias is in the middle of one of his worst seasons, unfortunately, so hopefully this short IL stint gets him back on track. Right now, the Dodgers have just three starters on the Major League roster, so a corresponding move recalling Gavin Stone or activating Michael Grove from the IL will be required to replace him in the rotation. In terms of transactions, outfielder Aaron Hicks was surprisingly designated for assignment. It's been a really tough few years for the switch hitter. He's had just one season over 100 games played during his Yankee tenure and over the last three seasons he has just an 83 WRC plus in 190 games so it's been a disappointing contract for Hicks in New York but hopefully this doesn't mean his baseball career is over. Elsewhere first baseman Jared Walsh of the Angels was activated from the 15 day IL. He made a season debut on Saturday as he had missed the first couple of months dealing with insomnia and headaches so glad to see him back. He should factor into the strong side of a platoon at first base in Anaheim. In terms of news, we basically just have Red Sox notes. Justin Turner is okay and will return today or Monday. Garrett Whitlock is scheduled for a four to five inning rehab outing today. Christian Arroyo could start a rehab assignment on Tuesday. And Adam Duvall has started swinging a bat. So we could see this quartet of players returning very soon. Now we'll look at our notable performances from around the league, a day in which we had 14 games because the matchup between the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Mets was postponed due to inclement weather. We'll see a double header today. We'll lead it off with our hitters, starting with George Springer versus the Orioles as he did all he could in a loss. Springer went two for four, scoring twice with a home run, three RBIs, a walk, and a steal for the combo meal. He's up to six homers and seven stolen bases now. He's really incorporated his legs into his game this year, which is great to see, but his bat has not followed as he's batting just 234 with a 647 OPS. Regardless, he's still batting leadoff every day for a really strong lineup, so he's a must roster even at this level. His stat cast metrics are down across the board, inspiring some concern 
concern, but they still hint at a bounce back in the near future. It's not going to be an all-star caliber campaign in 2023, but if he's going to provide power and speed at an above average rate atop the Blue Jays lineup, he's going to be really valuable in basically every fantasy league. Ketel Marte of the Diamondbacks helped the team to the win in Pittsburgh, going two for four, scoring with a home run, an RBI, and a steal. The only other combo meal on the day, it was his sixth home run and his fourth stolen base. The home run traveled 418 feet with a 110.3 mile per hour exit velocity. Ketel is quietly having a great season this year, batting 280 with an 822 OPS. His biggest problem in the past has been staying healthy, not really his performance, and batting in the top half of the Diamondbacks lineup on a daily basis should continue to provide plenty of fantasy value. He'll be a contributor across the board and amongst a weak second base contingent, he should stand out as one of the best options at the Keystone. Lastly, Eugenio Suarez helped the Mariners to a win in Atlanta, going two for four, scoring twice with a dinger and three RBI. He's up to five home runs now on the year, which is quite low, but his one home run traveled 432 feet. It's been a slow start to the 2023 season for Suarez, but it hasn't been because of too much swing and miss. That was his problem in years past. In fact, Suarez actually has his highest full season walk to strikeout ratio since 2018, so his plate discipline has been great. The problem thus far, though, has been a lack of fly balls, which is somewhat concerning for a guy that lives off of his home run hitting power. He's currently sporting the lowest fly ball rate of his career. That has led to fewer barrels and in turn, fewer long balls. It's going to take a radical change in approach to get back on track, but Saturday was a good start as Suarez hit three of his batted balls in the air. But if you'd like a breakdown of all the top hitting performances, make sure to go to pitcherlist.com and check out the Daily Batters Box article. Now we'll head to the mound and look at some notable starters from Saturday. Braxton Garrett in San Francisco took home the no decision in the win, tossing six and a third innings, allowing just one hit and no one runs, a walk and eight strikeouts. He had 12 whiffs and a 38% CSW across 76 pitches. His slider cutter combo was unhittable in this one. Both pitches had a 40% CSW with the slider earning six whiffs to the cutter's five. He usually doesn't turn to that cut as often as he did in this one, but it might be the missing link to turn around his slow start to the season. Right now, he's got a 4.60 ERA and a 1.35 whip despite this incredible start. Garrett has been pretty unlucky this year, so that could be the root of his struggles thus far. He has a 17th percentile home run to fly ball rate and a 349 BABIP, so those numbers should start to turn around. But as good as he was in this start, he'll be an avoid next week as he's pitching in core, so that luck won't be turning around anytime soon. Elsewhere, Aaron Nola versus the Cubs earned the win, tossing seven innings, allowing just four hits, two and runs, and one walk while striking out 10. Finally, he had 15 whiffs and a 41% CSW, which earned him the King Cole as the highest CSW rate on the day. He finally had a good feel for his curve in this one, turning to it 29% of the time for six whiffs and 39% CSW. That allowed his heater to sneak in for 11 called strikes and 48% CSW. It's been an inconsistent campaign for the ever-consistent righty. He's been unable to strike out batters all year, and even after this start, he's got a career-low 21 point three percent strikeout rate this was his first double digit strikeout game of the year and actually his previous season high in strikeouts was just six before saturday's ascension so let's hope that feel for his curve sticks and allows him to return to dominance across the next few months because that's the key to his success over the past few years he looked to continue this level of swing and miss in his next start in atlanta and lastly, Zach Eflin earned the win versus the Brewers, tossing seven innings with just four hits allowed, three in runs, no walks, and eight strikeouts. He had 16 whiffs and 40% CSW. Those 16 whiffs tied with Logan Gilbert and Chris Sale for a share of the gallows pole on the day as he led the majors in whiffs. Eflin had a perfect feel for his cutter on Saturday. The pitch not only induced nine whiffs, but it turned in a 57% CSW. Moving to Tampa has been a massive boon for Eflin's career. As a starter, he's striking out more batters than ever, walking fewer batters than ever, 
cover, and that has come with an increased ground ball rate, an increased CSW, and beautiful PLV numbers. Trust in the Rays to keep Eflin effective all year, but he'll get a test in his next start versus the Blue Jays, but I think I'll be trusting him to succeed in that one. If you'd like a breakdown of every single start on Saturday, make sure to give the Plus Pitch podcast a listen and go read Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations. There were a lot. Dylan Floro got a save as AJ Puck's on the IL. Ryan Presley got a save. Kenley Jansen got a save. Kyle Finnegan got a save. Miguel Castro got a save. He seems to be taking over that closer role from Andrew Chafin. Ryan Weber got a save for the Yankees. Very weird. They've really got one of the widest committees in baseball. Jason Adam got a save too with Pete Fairbanks sort of taking it easy as he comes back from the IL. And Giovanni Gallegos got a save as well as Ryan Helsley blew up in the eighth inning. Now for the closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves. Camilo Duvall pitched in a very close game. Kendall Graveman also pitched in a close game. Felix Bautista tossed two innings as the game went into extras. Jordan Romano blew a save. David Bednar pitched in a one-run deficit. Pierce Johnson pitched in a close game. Alexis Diaz also pitched in a close game. Ryan Helsley, like I said, allowed a couple runs in the eighth. It looked like he was going for a two-inning save and he wasn't able to do so. And Paul Sewald and John Duran also pitched with four-run leads. So it was a, a wide array of closers pitching outside of save situations, but I don't think we're seeing any closers jobs moving. But before we look forward today, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thanks, Jake. Plenty of afternoon games today, almost all afternoon games, even a morning game. But the good news here is we have no weather issues. So whoever you got in your season-long lineups or you're making your DFS lineups, go ahead and play whoever you'd like. Have a good one. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Sunday, May 21st, a day in which we'll see 16 games because we'll have a doubleheader between the Guardians and the Mets. My matchup of the day is Shohei Otani versus Pablo Lopez. It's always a great day to watch Shohei pitch, and Pablo Lopez has been really fun to watch in Minnesota. In terms of probable starters, we have 11 pitchers in the auto start tier, including both Otani and Lopez. We also have Kevin Gaussman versus the Orioles, Framber Valdez versus the A's, and Clayton Kershaw in St. Louis. Our probably start tier has seven more pitchers and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Alex Wood versus the Marlins that lineup is not too scary and Wood has his moments on the mound I'd also keep an eye out for Josiah Gray in Detroit he might not be available in your league but he's been up and down throughout the season but his highs have been really high and the Tigers lineup is really unfortunate and Michael Waka versus the Red Sox he had 11 strikeouts in his last start so we'll see if he can carry that over on Sunday in terms of hitter suggestions obviously Guardians and Mets hitters will get double at bats in the double header so I'll be targeting them 
them, as well as Padres hitters versus Corey Kluber in his 6-4-1 ERA. If Rugnet Odor starts, he'll be someone to watch. He'll be really cheap in DFS. He had a 455 average and three dingers in 22 at-bats versus Kluber. And now finally, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. Felix Bautista has gone back-to-back days, but so has setup man Yenier Cano, so we could see Brian Baker or Siano Perez get the ninth today. Kendall Graveman has pitched on consecutive days for the White Sox, so Reynaldo Lopez could get the call today. Ryan Presley has gone in each of the past two days, so Brian Abreu should be first up for a vulture save opportunity. And finally, Dylan Floro has pitched in three of the past four days, meaning Tanner Scott should get the call if a save arises on Sunday. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff such as myself and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you throughout the week and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.